live on Facebook. Oh, hold on. Go live. Hopefully this works. It's preparing our live stream. Woo. Okay, hey, I can see you on Facebook. We <laughs> are good. We're live. Hello. Hello, everyone. All right. Well, welcome to today's recording of Real Management, Real Management Talk, Talk with LJ and Justin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I'm Justin. I'm LJ. And welcome to our live recording that we are streaming on Facebook today. So this is we're recording our latest episode, and we thank you all for jumping on and listening. If you are, if you're watching this in replay, we thank you for that as well. Uh, we might hear my cat because apparently she's decided she wants to leave the office now to find out what's going on. And so she's screaming at the door. Um, this is what happens when you have an almost six month old kitten. She's precious, but she's never happy to where she's at. So there we go. So she is apparently leaving the premises. <laughs> nice. She has not yet found contentment in her six months of living. You know, I've a really, um, you know, in all seriousness, folks. So I found out so much about, um, like, or she's made me think so much about business and like different things that happen. Um, it's kind of amazing, and Jay and I were having this conversation a little while ago before uh, LJ and I jumped on, he was reading me some stuff about cats and how, you know, people have this theory that cats are really spirits. They're here because they want to be here. They attach themselves to you for some reason, you know, sometimes they're guidance, sometimes this, and, you know, it's, I said, I told Jay, I said, it's really kind of interesting because I guess maybe maybe I always notice these things, but at this stage in life, it, it's like I'm noticing things about the cat that I don't remember noticing about any other cats that I've had across the course of my life. Mm. And one thing that I really learned from her is just keep trying. Wow. Like, just keep trying, you know? Um, but how that applies to business, like how, how much business owners sometimes give up, right? Mm -hmm. And they keep, but yet the, the cat never gives up. I mean, even a dog after a while will give up, but like the cat never gives up. Like if they want something, they just keep going for it. And I thought, well, you know, how many lessons can we learn from that, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, the other thing is she's become quite talkative after six months and after her stay in the kitty hotel, because we were gone, um, traveling, she's become really talkative. And it's kind of like, but it, sometimes it's 
like she wants to sit down and talk to you and you're trying to learn cat yeah yeah because she definitely understands like there, there's different things that and and i can use totally different words and my tone can be completely different but yet she'll do what i'm asking her to do so i'm like i think cats actually learn human in our language yeah. is probably way before i think that honestly we probably could learn their language a little bit better if we just pay more attention but sometimes it's almost like she wants to to chatter and kind of pick your brain right on different mm. right yeah, it might be on whatever the latest thing is going on outside or the mouse that she just brought you because she likes to play fetch or the, you oh, know. Wow. Um, but I was just thinking about this and, and I know you and I've talked about this before, but this seems to be coming up more and more with like people that I'm uh, talking to who um, are becoming clients. Sometimes they're not becoming clients, but um, that I'm having conversations with and about the amount of people who just like want to sit down and pick your brain. Hmm. You know, because either they know you, maybe they're a friend of yours or they, but they don't want to respect sometimes that, that business boundary. And I think, you know, I like you, I'm a pretty given person so I don't mind helping somebody out every once in a while or, you know, like if I know them in a certain context, um, like that every once in a while, that, that part doesn't bother me. I mean, I, I don't actually subscribe to the everything has to, you know, like some people do schedule an appointment with me, but by the way, just to schedule an appointment with me, you're going to pay me 25 bucks or whatever it's going to be. I don't really subscribe to that because I believe in serving people. But at the same time, I think that sometimes when somebody does and you say to them that, you know, whatever it is, and then they come back and they're like, well, you know, and you say, look, I charge for that. You know, my company charges for that. My business charges for that. So you may be calling it your business. You may be calling it your company. Because um, depending on where you're at, too, in the business cycle and like that. But, you know, so if you want that, I'll be happy to give you a proposal. And they say, okay, fine, give me the proposal. And then they don't like what you gave them. There you go. Well, can you discount that? Um, the answer on that is no. Mm. right now when you're in the consulting you know consulting or training in and stuff like we are we know that sometimes depending we have our set prices um usually you know like especially when you're training a lot of people it, it's not uncommon to adjust pricing from the standpoint of like if it's a really big contract then sometimes you might adjust things in such of a way because in a lot of respects, it might not be taking as much of your time. You may not That's have right. to make six trips to this client. You may make one trip and you're there for two weeks. And, and that's a totally different cost structure than if you're constantly having to fly out and, you know, and, and like that, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think about this pick your brain idea? Well, you know, for me, when I hear someone say, pick your brain, I automatically jump back 
you know, I automatically have a negative reaction to that, uh, to that statement. And I, I try to tell people I'm not, it's not intentional at this point. It's literally a, a, a response, a knee jerk reaction that I get because, you know, to your point, Jocelyn, you start the business and knowledge, it's a knowledge business. You know, the sector is truly in knowledge. You're paying for our experience. You're paying for our recommendations, our best practices, our evidence-based best practices, our lessons learned, our research. Um, you're paying for all of those things. And so when you come and you say, oh, well, let me come and pick your brain to take advantage of that, of the, you know, of the proximity that you are to me. You're taking advantage of the fact that you're within a certain, you know, sphere where in which you're, you're close enough to even request that in the first place. I just, I think it's like you said, it's a, it's an automatic rejection for me from a business standpoint. It's an automatic rejection. Instead of you thinking high enough, and, and that's really the way that I put it nowadays, Instead of you thinking high enough about the work that I do, the work that my team members do, instead of you considering that, you'd rather basically go ahead and 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 um, assume that we're in a position to forfeit forfeit this information, forfeit this uh, effort, forfeit the time to provide you whatever it is that you need to be able to move forward to execute on your um, uh, uh, plans without properly account accommodating for the experience, the lessons learned, the knowledge, the resources that you gathered from the, you know, from me or my team members, my company at large. That's to me, it's an automatic rejection. I can't, for the life of me, understand why in 2022 we're still struggling with understanding that these disparities, remember we talked about this time and time again, but I have to keep going back to it. When we talk about dis disparities that exist as it relates to wages, as it relates to you know uh, women in business, women entrepreneurs, and why they're not paid the same as their white male counterparts and things of that sort, again, you harken back to the same disparities. And this attitude, this pick your brain uh, is one of the reasons, it's one of the enablers one of the accelerators of those disparities that exist and that have existed for as long as you know we can look back. We won't be able to address the disparity or change that until I think we have a very serious and real conversation around how we value people's work and how we then assess or appraise, appraise that value for that work. You know, and a, a lot of that comes into uh, avoiding statements and avoiding requests like, oh, let me pick your brain. Now, if I'm, I'm with you on this. I'm not saying that you need to necessarily be thinking to, well, actually I am saying that. So you do need to be thinking, if you ask me for something, it's just like I had this morning, a professional photographer come and help me out and take action shots while I was providing a training. It would be wrong of me to say, I would love for you to come and take these professional photos for me, develop them, edit them, publish them for me as a gift. That's wrong. If I'm a friend to that person, I should never proposition them that way. That's not what a friend does. A friend recognizes that that's, that is a trade, that is a profession that person had to study 
uh, had to, you know, uh, have their business and, and have certain qualifications to be considered what they are, which is an exceptional mm -hmm. uh, professional photographer. Why would I then expect that person to, to get in their car, pay the debt to me, stay there for however long they needed to stay to actually get the right action shots, take it back home, develop it for me, publish it for me, send it to me, you know, how could I just say, you know what, thank you so much for that. You know, it, it didn't take you much time. You only took 30 minutes. You know, I'm sure I can get you back later on. That is, it's an affront, it's disrespectful, but you see people ask for those types of services like that all the time. Stop asking for free stuff, especially from your friends. Well, like and just consider that. I mean, I just think that we need to do a better job of considering that unless you're in a position to where you can, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. I scratch your back, you scratch. Unless you're in a situation where there is reciprocity, right? You have a longstanding relationship. There is an understanding that the time and the effort that we are spending together, there is some way for us to gain or to benefit mutually from this, that's a totally separate situation than me just straight up calling a friend or a family member or somebody that I even just know of and saying, hey, I need a really quick favor of you. I don't have a budget. This is what everybody says. I don't have a budget. Do you mind doing this? That to me, that's a, that's, it's it's uh, so disrespectful and it's so inconsiderate because you're not considering that this person has bills to pay, they have teams to take care of, they have families to take care of. It's just unsustainable what you're asking of them. And later on, this is the other thing that people miss. If you keep doing this for free, when it's time for me to actually give you an invoice for this, you're not gonna wanna pay it because I've given you this for free, thousands of dollars of in-kind over and over and over again in the past. So now my service in and of itself has been devalued. Right. I just don't get it. How do we not understand how harmful that is? Because the people that we're asking this from, let's be real, are gonna be women, number one, and people of color. That's just how, that's just how it breaks down. And you've made all valid points and we will pick that up in just a moment because we need to take a break for our sponsors. So we're going to take a couple second pause here, but on the live, what we would like to say is we'd like to really thank our sponsors, Tessa Growth Strategies, Director Metrics, Fanconi Business Strategies, James Fanconi LLC, um, Edson Research LLC. We would like to thank all of them for sponsoring us. Okay, let's get back into it. All right. See how, how we put that, that sponsor pause in, in on the live, right? So Amen. be nicely edited out. Um, so, you know, I think that you brought up a couple of valid points. So, so there's that one side about, hey, can I pick your brain, right? And sometimes with people that we know well, we've had a long relationship with, you know, we'll say, sure. Sometimes we might call them and say, hey, do you have a minute? Da, da, da. And it goes, 
but when it comes to actual like work work and thousands of dollars worth of work now you should expect to get the invoice or go find somebody else but you brought up like a really valid point that has more to do with that kind of um not so much the pick the brain but let's do the barter thing mm -hmm. see my problem with the barter and i've had people ask me before and i'm like yeah i don't do barter i mean if you want to barter in the sense of you just pay my company and I'm going to turn around and pay your company back. Okay, we can do that barter, right? But I don't do barter. I never have. I've never understood this idea. But what I've seen in the last couple of years in particular as, as lots of businesses got started um, and sometimes just literally started out in necessity when, when as we kind of started through what I'm now terming the pandemic years, because we just passed the second year mark. So um, you saw a lot of bartering. Well, I'll do this for you if you do that. And, and you've got people who don't want to hire other people. They want to be solo. They don't get that in order to grow their business, their fledgling business, even, even if it's just their side hustle, because they've gone back to doing what they're doing, but you can have a you know, pretty lucrative side hustle. It takes more than one person because mm -hmm. you do reach a lid and I'm not talking about the leadership lid that we can talk about, but you, know, you, you have a capacity lid, folks. You can only take on so much work. I don't care if you're producing something, you're providing a service. There's only so much you can eventually do by yourself where it starts getting beyond what you can do. And therefore now you have um, the people that you're trying to serve getting upset because you're not, and it becomes this self, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like you first off, like with the photographer that you had come in and do the shots. I mean, you pay them to come do that. And by the way, you pay them whatever their rate is to do that. There you go. Even if you've known them for a long time, you know, you don't ask them to gift you. That's how they make their living. That's how they support their family and their employees if they have them. And they're, you know, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. And I think that that's probably the, the biggest misnomer, not just with businesses. And then we get over into companies which is, um, I had somebody say to me recently, oh, I never thought about it. There really is kind of this change when you're going from business to company. I said, yeah, I said, not all businesses are companies. Now it's true, all companies are businesses, but not all businesses are companies. You can have a really nice business and that's fine. Becoming a company is, is a different level. How you look at at your leadership structure, how you look at how you're building out, how you look at your the services you're providing at the scale, at the, you know, but still you don't get there if you're just bartering everything away. In fact, you don't even feed yourself. And this is why I think people get so frustrated and they're not willing to go through the, sometimes the, the, sheer firestorm that it seems like sometimes well yeah, yeah that's true I, mean, that's that's probably, true. I could probably use a different word but i won't today that's um, what it feels like 
<laughs> but I mean, right? You know, because mm -hmm. there are times that you're like, I care how long I've been doing this. But I take it really seriously, the people who work directly and indirectly for, for us as a company, um, that what I'm doing not only helps support my family, but also helps support theirs. And as we grow this thing, we're supporting theirs and their lifestyle even more. And, you know, and I take that stuff really seriously, but a lot of people don't. And I think that's, I think the bigger question you have to ask yourself is the next time you go to somebody and you say, hey, can I pick your brain? Like if you're in business. Hmm. And by the way, guys, you can find out like 99% of answers. It may not be totally good advice. There's a lot of bad advice out there, but, you know, quite honestly, some questions that I've had people ask me about, you could have Googled it and have that answer in two seconds flat. Okay. I mean, there's information everywhere now. Um, there's somebody who's created a course on just about everything too. So it's not, it's and by the way, not everything should be converted to courses. That's a whole different <laughs> discussion. But I think that the next time you go to ask somebody, what you really need to, whether it's that or it's like a barter type exchange that you want to propose, I think honestly, what you really have to ask yourself is why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Why? Am I really interested in growing, growing my company? Maybe it's really something that you do need some help with. You've created a relationship with somebody. Maybe you've known them for a long time. Maybe they do do something that you need. And there's something in there that maybe you haven't gotten the funds yet right, to do it, but you kind of, you're kind of in that whole chicken egg scenario because mm -hmm. of where you need to go. That does happen. However, my mentor and um, coach said, so he um, used to work with Bob Proctor and, um, and, and like worked, worked with him, you know, not, not just Bob mentoring him, but also, you know, in business, they were in business together. And he was relaying a story one day about something Bob said to him, and it really hit me. And I went, oh my gosh. So I'm going to share that, you know, what he, what Paul said was, Bob told him, why are you looking at the cost? Just figure out how you're going to sell your way out of it. Such a powerful statement. See, here's the price just went up. Yeah, whether you're in a for-profit business and, and you all know if you've listened to this for any length of time, LJ and I, that we focus a lot of stuff on nonprofit business, but it really doesn't matter which one we're in. The, what you need to do is figure out how are you going to sell your way out of it? I mean, it's literally like everything. Okay, I want to hire a new person. Okay, how am I going to go sell my way out of it? Now, a lot of people might say, but Jocelyn, you're saying sell your way out of it. It's because you literally sit down and go, huh, I need that $10,000. Oh, well, how many sales of X do I need to go do to get that $10,000? And in fact, since, since if I get that momentum going, I might as well sell $20,000. So I got an extra 
10,000. I mean, that's literally the mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, since I adopted, since that hit me and I, I adopted it and like, really like I, I've heard that from Paul several times, slightly different variations, but over the years, over the last five years. And when I heard it earlier this year, it just like, like the light bulb went off, you know, like it mm -hmm. just like the level of awareness that I'm currently at, it just, bam. And do you know, ever since, mm -hmm. ever since then, I've been selling my way out of, out of things. Like, mm -hmm. well, let's go do this. Okay. Sell your way out of it. Let's go do that. Sell your way out of it. And once you adopt that type of mindset, you know what, instead of going, oh, you know, so-and-so won't give me, or I don't have any money, or you start going, okay, what can I do to solve this to generate the funds? Mm -hmm. So that, you know, guys, as you know, I've talked about, you know, LJ, if you followed even our, our page on here um, and about, you know, her project management skills were, were triggered. But I would never say that LJ, and, and we share some project management stuff on in a couple of areas, but, but like if I needed for our company her skill, just because we have this relationship, I wouldn't go to her and say, oh, LJ, would you mind just, oh, I don't know, doing this for us for low cost, no cost? I mean, mm. you know, hey, can I pick your brain on how I need to, in, you know, put agile in here to, you know. Mm. Mm -mm. I would never do that. I mean, it, it's just, to me, it's not respectful. It's irresponsible. And, and guess what, guys? That is irresponsible on my part as a business owner. I'm going to tell you what. Now, are there times you genuinely need help? Yes. Is there times that sometimes you come up with, with the way that that person's pay you guys agree together as to how the person's going to be paid and all of this other stuff because personal relationships go into all of this and everything too so I'm also not saying don't dig into such the point of because I've watched business owners do this too and then they wonder why they can't grow their business like well if you just want to talk to me that's 50 bucks hmm. well if you just want to you know if I have to pick up the phone for five minutes and it's outside the regular thing to talk to you about something, that's another, you know, hmm. whatever it is. Because you also paint yourself into a corner. And here's here's the thing. What, if you're a company founder, and it doesn't matter what kind of company it is, if you paint yourself into that corner, like mentally-wise, action-wise, you will never grow your organization, your business, or anything. You'll just continually stay on the, we hope we break even bandwidth. Now, the truth is a lot of us have been through a lot of crazy, well, I mean, collectively as the world, we've been through a lot of crazy shit in the last couple of years. Okay, so mm. there, I said it. Tell but the truth is, and so sometimes there have been deals struck in these last couple of years, but they've been mutual deals that have been struck 
to rise everybody up together. And there's a big difference in that than what we're talking about with picking the brain and, and going. You know, in some cases, everybody just kind of came together and said, well, whatever we can get out of it, but this is how we're going to, you know, survive in business and, and get through it. That's okay. Those things are going to happen. You know, we like to, to, I would like to tell you after 21 years that that stuff doesn't happen, but guess what? It happens. There are cycles. Mm-hmm. There are things that are not in our control. And so sometimes we have to, you know, do things. But that scenario is very rare. And even in those types of scenarios, there needs to be agreement as to, okay, when we start generating X, you get this amount, you get that amount, and, and how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to recognize somebody? How are you going to, you know, do that? As you know, I've got the squirrel list notebook coming out. We're almost there. Almost there. Um, As you also know, these things take way longer than you ever think they're going to take, especially this one. We've got a lot of graphic design. We've got a lot of graphics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had some help along those lines, book covers, everything, you know, everybody has been paid. There are some people, um, you know, we've, we've figured out different ways because they're very integral to me getting this book out, Mm -hmm. but everybody still gets paid guys. Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. Now, I don't know. I, 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 I believe that it's going to sell so that, you know, I'm reimbursed and then some for everything to launch it into the world. Yeah. But what's important to me is that everybody's been paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not about what's in it for me. And I think you're being very selfish when you ask somebody to pick their brain on something that's like a, a really basically a consulting question. We're not talking guys about like, if I call LJ and I go, hey, um, you know, cause we both write proposals, you know, hey, I, I'm seeing this in this one. And I, you know, in 25 years, I've never seen this, which actually in the last couple of years, we've both seen hmm. a couple of things we've never seen. But anyways, I call and I'm like, hey, have you seen this? You know, that that's one type of, scenario that's not the scenario we're talking about Mm-mm. the scenario we're talking about is hey you got a couple of minutes can i talk to you about this entire proposal that i'm putting in and what would you do and did it uh, that's the scenario we're talking about because mm-hmm. that's consulting fee <laughs> it's a consulting fee right it's a consulting fee mm-hmm. unless we're actually doing the work for you then you're paying us to do the work so the consulting is built in right mm-hmm. Otherwise, whatever LJ's consulting fee is, I should expect to pay. Same thing with with her, with me. And that is the big thing, I think, that you have to wrap your head around. If you're going to be in business, you need to act like you're in business. Hmm. Ooh. That's it right there. 
That's exactly it right there. That's exactly it right there. Don't expect something of other people that you would not want in return. You know, and and a lot of us are fixated on getting something for nothing. But what we forget is that if it's free, it's free. <laughs> and you probably gonna have to hire somebody to fix whatever you did for free <laughs> later on. Okay. Mm -hmm. we lose sight of that we lose sight of that we lose sight of you know getting something for nothing is not a come up that's direct harm that we've done to someone we've dealt harm to someone to some community and we don't even know about it we're not even thinking about it we're not cognizant of it because it's not us but all it takes is for someone to do the exact same thing to us Mm -hmm. We do our hard, you know, hard working, all of our energy, our time, and then we just don't get paid for it, that feeling. And then the result, the consequences of that, you know, what could you have done with that time? Now you can't make certain payments. Now you can't take your kid out for, you know, dinner mm -hmm. because that time and that energy you can't get back. You know, so I, I think if, like you said, you hit it on the head, business owners, business leaders have to start acting like they're in business. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And if you want to run it as a hobby, which is fine, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you've got something on the side hustle, you like doing something, creating, a lot of times it's around crafts and that type of thing and, and you're just content you know a couple times a year maybe you go do a show maybe you do a farmer's market maybe you do um you know things like that that's fine but don't expect the business owners you're interacting with to not charge you because business takes consistency and what people don't seem to understand about entrepreneurial people is that we are willing to take the risk. It's okay if you're not willing to take the risk. I wanna make that really clear because this is not always a calling for everybody either. It's kind of like, I don't believe everybody should go to college. Oops, I said it. I'm just kidding, it's not an oops. I really did say it. Um, <laughs> You know, college isn't for everybody. I also don't believe that being in business is for everybody. I think it's a calling. It's mm -hmm. kind of like everybody's not in the ministry. Or I, I also think that that not everybody's actually called to the ministry, even when they think that they're called to the ministry of whatever their belief structure is. You know, I, I do believe that we were all put here and we all have different callings and you know, we're, we're wired in such of a way that this is what it is. Does it mean that like LJ and I don't make mistakes? Sure, we do. I got a whole laundry list of stuff, but you know, what I choose to do now is I don't look backwards. I just go, what were the lessons I learned? Okay, how are we applying it this way? And if I feel the inkling to do something that I did stupid backwards, you know, I go, I stop myself for one thing and I think about it and I go, well, what's driving that? Oh, 
Yes. Yeah. Let's let's not go do that because we learned this lesson. So how about we apply this lesson, right? So this is this is what LG and I are talking to you guys about today. This really is one of those lessons that we're saying: start taking that to heart. Ask yourself, you know, what is making me decide to pursue my business this way? Now look guys, there's plenty of quite honestly um, help out there that's produced by a lot of programs. If you're a business owner um, that you can, you know, SCORE is a great place. At times you've got your women's business centers You've got your, um, S, what do we call those? Uh, the small business development centers, the SBDCs that you can find at colleges and universities. Some chambers put on different stuff. So, so there are places that you can go and those programs are funded in such a way that quite honestly, you can pick their brain. They're designed that way. I used to run some of that stuff so in my former life. So I can, can honestly say that. Mm -hmm. Your average person that you know that's running a business, that is their livelihood. And if it's not 100% yet their livelihood, they are building it to be their livelihood most times. Most times they don't want to stay doing whatever it is that they're already doing. And mm -hmm. that's the part that, business owners need to respect. Okay, I said the last word I'm going to say. That's excellent. It's true. It's true. Okay, guy, Facebook audience, thank you so much for listening today while we record this latest session. Um, peace to y'all. I think this is what LJ is doing, peace. Yeah, I was like, love and peace. I was trying to bring them together, but it just didn't work out. This little bit Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're going to say goodbye to our Facebook audience. Thank you guys so much. All right. And thank you all for listening to Real Management Talk with LJ and Jocelyn. We'll see you on the next episode. Ciao. Bye.